Hello and welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. My name is Alistair Howarth, your host for our AFCON preview series. And today we are talking about one of the serial overperformers in AFCON history. That's right. It's Equatorial Guinea. The Equatorial Guineans have a terrific record despite only appearing at the tournament a handful of times. They've been to the quarterfinals a couple of times as well as the semifinals. And here to tell us why and give us the secret to their success is former Nzalang national player Alberto Edjojo Awono, who is now turned a pundit and commentator. And he shares with us why he thinks Equatorial Guinea could do it again and get to the quarterfinals despite being in such a tough group. Alberto, welcome again onto the On The Whistle podcast. It's so good to see you again. Um, In preparation for this podcast, I was listening back to our preview for the last AFCON when we spoke. And it was so interesting because hearing what you're saying about, you know, this was the first time Equatorial Guinea had qualified for a tournament and, you know, done so well just to be there. And you're like talking about, oh, maybe we can just sneak into third place if if we beat Sierra Leone. And then you go and have this brilliant tournament where you reach you reach the quarterfinals. I mean, my first question has to be just simply how. How does Equatorial Guinea do it? You know, you're one of the smallest countries on the continent. I think only Comoros and Cape Verde are smaller countries who have qualified for the AFCON. And you've now been there three times, two quarterfinals, one semifinal. Last time you beat the holders, Algeria. You know, what is the secret to this tiny, tiny country's success? I think the, the secret is the, the commitment, the commitment from the football players and as well the faith they, they have. Uh, you have to, to think that Equatorial Guinea is, uh, is composed uh, by players that they uh, uh, currently play in the third division in Spain. They are sons of Equatorial Guinea uh, uh, citizens and um, we always have this uh, need to bring back, bring back, sorry, to Equatorial Guinea something, okay? Uh, and and this this feeling of uh, um, of bring back something to our father's country, okay, is very strong. And uh, usually, players for Equatorial Guinea they play in a higher uh, performance with national team than in their teams. Then you see the players in their teams, you say, okay, this is a good player, but he's a player from the third division in Spain, second division in Poland, second division in, in Romania, second division in Greece. But when they play together uh, defending no, this, uh, um, this national anthem uh, or, 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 or this uh, T-shirt, uh, obviously this, this uh, uh, performance increase to a high, high, high level. Uh, in fact, Equatorial Guinea is in this uh, qualifying uh, group for the next uh, World Cup. Uh, to, to qualify uh, for a World Cup, it would be, but I don't know, uh, it, it would explode the, the country. Mm, but uh, Equatorial Guinea has, has won both uh, games they've played. Obviously, we have Tunisia, okay? It's our big uh, uh, enemy in this, uh, in this qualifying, but only the, the, the possibility or the chance to qualify to a World Cup it talks uh, very well of the of the, uh, the the evolution, okay, of the Equatorial Guinea uh, national team. But I would like to uh, put the emphasis: in most of the players they are sons of Equatorial Guinea people, okay, or most of them born already in Spain or born in Equatorial Guinea, but uh, 
gone to Spain and no three, four, five years like Jesus Oguono, no, the, the goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's, I, I love what you're talking about Tunisia. You must be sick of the sight of Tunisia. You know, 2021 AFCON qualifiers, you're, yes. you're, you're playing against them. 2023 AFCON qualifiers, you're playing them. As well, as well. We have, we have a, a very important match. I would say it's the most important game in, in Equatorial Guinea history. It's the, the quarterfinal, uh, the last eight in a World Cup uh, 2015. Uh, when Equatorial Guinea, uh, we beat uh, Tunisia with a Javier Balboa uh, incredible goal from a free kick. Uh, and this is, remember, like, I don't know, the, the, the biggest game in Equatorial Guinea because uh, to beat uh, Tunisia in the extra time with a, with a great goal as uh, Javier Balboa could score. Uh, so this uh, rivality, you know, this, this uh, um, enemy um, feeling we have with, with Tunisia, is already uh, uh, a pride for the country because nobody could think that Equatorial Guinea can beat Tunisia or even can uh, compete against Tunisia, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago. No? So, it is, as I said before, it explains how uh, Equatorial Guinea is, is growing in the, in the national team. And, and I wanted to talk, I think Tunisia is a good example, of, like you said, of the way Equatorial Guinea has developed because obviously you have... The last AFCON, 2021 AFCON, the first you qualify for, you're in Tunisia's group, but they beat you both times. You 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 scrape through in such dramatic fashion. You you know you have I think three goals in the last night, uh, like 90 plus minutes. You know these dramatic wins against Libya, Tanzania. But then this this qualifying for 2023 AFCON is the exact opposite. Is as comfortable as you get. You know you both both you and Tunisia end up on 13 points. They beat you. You beat them. You both are nine points clear. Of, of the next team. Does this point to how the team has developed in the last years? How, because obviously, if I look at the players, it's almost the exact same team. I think, in fact, I looked at the starting 11 in your quarterfinal loss to Senegal and the starting 11 in your last game against Namibia or Liberia. And it's the exact same bar one, one change. Um, I think Bulia was playing in the in, in the quarterfinals and he wasn't playing. I think Bikoro was starting. But of course, Bikoro was part of the team in the 2021 AFCON. So how has this team changed from the last AFCON despite the players being the same? Have you seen development in the team? Uh, I was talking for an interview to Jesus Oguono uh, recently. I don't know, maybe one month ago. And um, he said... Uh, we at home, we are um, unbeatable at home, invincible at home. Uh, we start our games in Malabo or Bata, and we know nobody can beat us at, at home. So this mentality, this mindset, it's very important. You believe that here in my house, you cannot uh, win the, the match. So you can start to build you know, your, your qualify, uh, uh, winning your home uh, matches so they, they are very, very comfortable very uh, uh, very self-confident uh, at home it's a it's a team that uh, wins the the their matches maybe one nil emilio and sue goal this is the <laughs> the formula okay the the, the the success formula for for equatorial guinea but but this mindset has changed i think it's, it's something here in the in the head we can beat uh, no, no matter the team um, at home, no. And then, obviously, if you go away 
and you play three matches away in a qualifying group and you maybe you take four points and you take your nine or seven at home obviously you go you go ahead no so i think it's nothing of 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 mindset you have to consider that in the uh, equatorial guinea federation there are problems problems with the payments problems with the organization uh, even the players uh, went and and they uh, read read sorry a uh, an statement okay uh, complaining about the the situation and even um talking about that maybe they will not play if the things uh, are not improving it's something very um, something that happens a lot in, in in this central africa okay it's not only for equatorial guinea but players they go there they play their they matches in the third division in spain and, and they go to play with equatorial guinea and and the performance is, is is really good but the mindset is we are playing with equatorial guinea if somebody wants to beat us uh, they will have to uh, to sweat uh, and to and to put everything uh, on the table because Equatorial Guinea is, is uh, working really well. And Juan Micha, the head coach, uh, for me it's the it's the masterpiece. He's a head coach um, from Equatorial Guinea. He's been uh, formed in in Germany. Okay, he he uh, knows uh, the the European um, process to, to to understand us and 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 the african essence i think this is the good match okay process uh, uh, to put the importance to the um, i don't know uh, the food the rest uh, the training uh, methodology but do not lose the 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 african uh, essence because this kind of head coach that come from uh, europe and then they try to um, i don't know how to say they try to uh, to rule okay and to uh, and, and to change and modify the essence of the african because you have to do this like uh, like i think it's the better like the european way this is not working okay and if you see why regragi okay a moroccan uh, head coach but with a with a long background in uh, in uh, in europe uh, i don't know uh, aliusi say the same uh, Juan Micha, the same. I think this this match is uh, is very interesting and, and it's the key of the of the success as well. Yeah, and I, I think that's such an interesting idea coming into this Afcon because even I was kind of doing some research ahead of it, and, th and this is the Afcon that has the most African managers at it, which I think is really remarkable because we're used to, like you said, European managers coming imposing their own way, whereas more and more we're seeing African managers being the ones who felt. And you know, I think the best example is is Amir Abdu who obviously did so well last tournament with the Comores, obviously born in France, kind of grew up in that culture, but did so well with Comores. And now he's, you know, coaching Mauritania, which again, I think is a phenomenal achievement. I think he's the only African coach to come from a smaller country and coach a bigger country in Africa. I think it's brilliant. And kind of, I wanted to talk about Juan Micha because obviously last time ahead of the last AFCON, there was this sense that he, you know, is like you said, is a, I think you called him a local hero, kind of this idea that, oh, yeah, he's one of us. He's, he, you know, he's not one of the foreign European coaches. He's been a part of the Federation for almost a decade. You know, what is the perception of him now that not only is he a local guy, but he's actually been really successful. He's taken you to back to back Afghans. He did so well at the last tournament. What do you think about him is makes him kind of so good with this team? He has the he has the respect of of uh, everyone uh, there uh, in Equatorial Guinea and all of the Equatorial Guinean people that we are out of the of the country because when when he arrived we all thought okay he will be I don't know 
in a short period. Meanwhile, uh, the federation uh, can uh, pay the, the or can or can uh, solve okay the situation with the other uh, national uh, or former uh, national head coaches. And when uh, we find another one, maybe Juan Michal will go back okay to. Uh, to other issues, and we will have uh, here this uh, this new manager, okay, with more glamour, okay. If uh, I don't know if I if I explain uh, well, so but he has won the, the respect, okay. He's one of us, but not only is there because he's one of us. He's there because he's a great coach, and besides that, is one of us, okay. It's a plus. It's a, it's an extra, okay. And and this is very important. And he has achieved something very very important that. He has the respect of people, but he has the respect of the players. Okay, the all uh, players uh, have achieved big things with him, and they think, okay, I am a player from, as I said before, second division in Romania, second division in Poland, second division in Greece, third division in Spain. But when I go with Equatorial Guinea, this is my uh, glory moment. Okay, and I have achieved something very interesting with Juan Micha in the bench and I like a player I have some uh, I don't know how to say I have uh, something to give back to, to him I feel the responsibility okay I, I have the, the responsibility of give him back the confidence Juan Micha has put on this on these uh, players no so this is I think the, the dynamic how how is it, it working and and the respect is uh, is maximum no uh, when Juan Micha says something everything uh, is there you have to think that for example Rodolfo Bodipo is I don't know if Rodolfo Gripo is the best uh, Equatorial Guinea player um, in history. I mean, he has played for Deportivo de La Coruña, Racing de Santander, Recreativo de Huelva, a lot of teams in first division. Maybe with Benjamín Zarandona, no? I would say both are, are there. Obviously, Javier Balboa, my brother Juvenal, but um, Bodipo is a, a great player. and very uh, remembered as well in, in, in La Coruña with Deportivo. He has been uh, training for the under-23 uh, or the Olympic generation uh, and has been very close and in a normal situation this big name like Rodolfo Bodipo bam, he could go for the national team, the, the first one, okay, but it's not possible now because it's Juan Micha there, okay, so it, uh, the, the easy way to do things is, okay, Juan Micha thank you very much, go away, we will put a, ex, a former player, superstar, okay, like the head coach of the of the national team. But mm, the decision has been has been this one. I only hope that federation will solve the problems with the squad and with Juan Micha, and we can face this African Cup of Nations that will be very 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 tough because the group is hard, and uh, I'm sure that that the team will will compete. I I'm hundred uh, percent sure of it. But it's a difficult group, and we need. Maximum stability, be quiet, be relaxed, and focus only in playing the matches. No, that's my my wish for this, for this African Cup of Nations. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, looking at the group, obviously, last tournament you had <clears throat> this incredibly tough group with the holders Algeria, Ivory Coast, and Sierra Leone, and it was kind of hoping to get that third spot. Now we've re we've replaced Algeria with Nigeria and Sierra Leone with Guinea-Bissau, but we're still with Ivory Coast. This time, the hosts, you know, they'll be even an even stronger position than they were last time. You know, because of the success you've seen at the last AFCON and because it is the same team, is there more expectation on the team this time? Or is it still, you know, if we can get that third place, we've done well? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. You have to think that in Equatorial Guinea, people <laughs> it's very optimistic. Okay, if you play against uh, Nigeria, they they uh, will ask you uh, to, uh, for uh, you have to win Nigeria. Okay, and you say okay, Nigeria is a two hundred and twenty million uh, people population. Equatorial Guinea is one million population. Nigeria has Victor Osimhen. Uh, I don't know uh, Samuel Chukwefe uh, Champions League players okay Equatorial Guinea has players of the third division in, in Spain but people is very optimistic and they say hey, you have to face them you have to compete make make us feel proud okay this is I think this is the the concept but I don't think the expectation is so high the expectation is to compete okay if if uh, the if the um, the squad is the team competes uh, well I think people will be will be will be proud. Um, it would be unfair if you, uh, your expectation is you have to beat uh, Ivory, Ivory Coast, you have to beat Nigeria, you have to beat Bissau. This is not uh, realistic, okay? Maybe it can happen. Uh, Equatorial will compete. Obviously, in this uh, new format, 24 uh, squads, you need to win your Guinea-Bissau game. This is obvious. And you have to uh, have maybe one draw else, or even with three points, you can go. You can go ahead. If you lose one of the matches against Nigeria or Ivory Coast, obviously do not uh, concede too many goals because uh, obviously this uh, uh, difference of, of, of goals, this goal average, uh, would puni uh, will punish you. No? But uh, but I think that people is expecting that the, the team will compete. Nothing else. It, it wouldn't be fair if if you go ahead and you. Uh, say to the team that you have to win Ivory Coast or, or Nigeria, it would would not be fair in, in my point of view. Of view. Yeah. And look, looking at the team, you know, like I, like we were saying, this is the exact same team. And at this point, we kind of know what to expect from from Equatorial Guinea. Like we were saying earlier, you know, incredibly solid, really settled back for Jesus Ono behind them, who is you know for me was the best goalkeeper at the last Afcon. I still remember that game against Algeria. It was unreal how he didn't concede. And then you've you know you've got some skillful technical players you know Yugane, Iban you know these kind of guys but eventually you'll score because you'll get a free kick or a cross and Emilio Nsue will header it in. I have to ask about Nsue because obviously in Spain and in England you know he's known as this this middling right back you know very average player and even now like you said I think last Afcon he didn't even have a club but now he's playing in what third division of Spain. But he's still doing it. You know, the last World Cup qualifiers, you score two goals, you win twice, 1-0. Both times it's him. What What is his... How is he seen? You know, we we're talking about players like Bodipo, your brother, you know, Babo. Where is Insue in all of this? How is he seen as as the man? He's already a legend. We can talk about the quality of the players out of the national team. Then we can put Benjamin Zarandona, Jairo Alboa on the top. Um obviously Rodolfo Bodipo on the top, but the performance with the national team, uh, Emilio Nsue, it's a, it's a pure legend. It's a legend. He's a former uh, player of the um, uh, Spanish national team in under, from under 15 to under 21. Uh, when um, Olympic Games went to London 2012, he got out of the, of the squad. Okay? Uh, he didn't expect that expected to be there. He was a striker. Bojan Kerkic, Emilio Nsue, they were the strikers of the of the team. He got out and then he thought, okay, uh, if I am not 
in the Spain project, okay, I will uh, hack no, this uh, Equatorial Guinea uh, African project. So let's do it, okay? Um, and he has something very special when he talks, everybody's listening, uh, he's calm, um, every time there is a problem, all, uh, all players look at Emilio Nsue. In a difficult situation, what good Emilio Nsue uh, do <laughs> in this situation then? So it's, it's like, uh, it's like uh, something uh, spiritual, I would say. Obviously, he's a great player. He's playing like a striker there, but like a defense uh, in Intercity, in the third division in Spain. In fact, this last weekend has scored the, <laughs> the final goal. He has scored already five goals. He scored in the minute 95, I think, to give the, the, the victory or the win for, for Intercity. Uh, but he's playing like a, like a defense, okay? Like a left, uh, uh, right back, sorry. But with Equatoria Guinea, he's playing like the, like the only striker in the, you know, in, the, in, the, in the team. His intelligence, his movements, and as I said before, the critical moments, Emilian Sue is the, is the answer, okay? If Emilian Sue cannot solve the situation, nobody can, no? It's, it's uh, the, the mindset in the Equatorial Guinea national team. When you play with Pablo Ganet, when you play, uh, when you talk, sorry, with Pablo Ganet, when you talk with Pedro Obiang, when you talk with Jesus Obono, when you talk with Acapo, they say, okay, everything is fine, but we need Emilian Sue with, uh, with us, no? So it's a, it's a legend for us and, and it's a great guy as well. Who will be the best player? Uh, okay, I will say Saul Coco. Saul Coco is um, already very important player with La Unión Deportiva Las Palmas. Unión Deportiva Las Palmas, I think it's ranked in the seventh position, eighth, eighth position in, in Spain. Um, he's uh, always in the starting eleven, uh, like a, like a centre back, and I, I would I will say Saul Coco. Okay, and then we've talked about how settled and mature this team is. Who, who is the youngster, the young gun to watch coming into to this AFCON? Oof, the young one. Uh, this is a, a, great, a great question. Uh, I would like to see more to Alex Balboa in the midfield. He's already he's now in Huesca. He, he comes from Deportivo Alaves and now he's in Huesca in the second division. He's not having so many minutes because they are playing Pablo Ganet, uh, Yannick Buila, Fede Vicoro, Pepin Machin. He's a very great player. He's our number 10. Okay, he's this playmaker. Uh, but I would like to see Alex Balboa younger and I hope he will have more, more minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and how far are Equatorial Guinea going to go this tournament? Well, <laughs> that's a great, a great question. I hope. I hope we can achieve uh, last, six, last 16 and why not last, uh, last eight? Okay, quarter final. I, I would say I'm ambitious. And I and I hope the team will compete, but I have to put uh, in front that the, the group is very, very, very tough, very difficult. But okay, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, you've done it twice before. You've done semifinals once. It's, what is it? You can do it again. All right. If Equatorial Guinea aren't going to win the AFCON, who is going to win this year's AFCON? 
Ah, I, I, I think Morocco is the it's a superb team. It's a great team because they have the best thing from Africa and the best thing from Europe. They have the, the, the order, they have the discipline, they have the tactical, they have the set pieces, they have the, the rhythm, okay? But then they have um, the joy, okay, and the 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 show, and and they have this uh, uh, creativity. They have the best of both uh, continents. So I think Morocco is the the is the is the, princip the, the, the principal no candidate to to win this this Afcon. Absolutely, yeah, definitely the favorites coming into it. And who who is going to be the top scorer at the tournament? Top scorer. Okay, maybe Victor Osimen if he's uh, okay, if Di Laurentiis uh, let him go, <laughs> let him go. Obviously, Victor Osimen, I, I think he will get the the African Player of the of the year of the year. It's not sure, but I think he will he will get it. And uh, obviously, Victor Osimen is uh, I think it's the best player. Obviously, Mohamed Salah, but Mohamed Salah is not is, is in Egypt. Egypt is not a team that can beat five nil. No, if we win one nil. Uh, nil nil, but, uh, but uh, I see Nigeria that can lose <laughs> four nil, but can win also six win nil. Yeah. No, so <laughs> for the top scorer, it's important to have a big, big uh, results. No, so I would say, I would say, uh, Victor. Victor Ozyman is going to be the top scorer, but who is going to be the player of the tournament? The player of the tournament. Uh, mm, that's good. I would say. I would say that's good. Why not Hakim Ziek is playing fine in, in Turkey. He has uh, already uh, recovered the, the illusion okay, to, to play in Turkey. So I would say I would say Hakim Ziek. Hakim Ziek. Yeah, Morocco is a difficult one because, of course, they're the favorites, but they're not like, like Egypt or Nigeria. They don't have one player like who's their kind of standout star. And that's probably why they're so good is they're such a complete, such a complete team. Alberto, thank you so much. That's that's the last I've got for you. Love talking to you again. And I cannot wait again to hear about Equatorial Guinea somehow beating Nigeria, somehow getting a draw with Ivory Coast and getting to the quarterfinals and semifinals again. <laughs> I hope, I hope. Uh, we will compete. We will compete. And uh, and uh, as I said before, uh, when the players go uh, to play for Equatorial Guinea, they raise the the level. Okay, You see other, other countries like Nigeria and uh, Ivory Coast, they, are, they have great, great Wilfred Saha, Frank Kessieff, Eric Bailey um, for, for Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Ivory Coast, and then Nigeria. Pff, uh, what, what do you want? Boniface, Awoniji, whatever. But um, when they play together, they don't play like a team. They play like, okay, different stars, okay, put there. Morocco uh, has achieved has achieved that, mm, I don't know how to say, a groupal mindset, okay? And Equatorial Guinea, in a obviously lower uh, step, they do the same. When they are together, they are stronger, no? So uh, if we uh, uh, remain uh, together, if we remain strong, if we are able to um, resist, okay, uh, uh, to, to, to these first uh, attacks from the from the from the rivals, we have chance there. Okay, and players they know, and that's why I'm quiet because they will compete and they know where are the limits. Okay, and where are the 
the, the strengths as well of the the weaknesses and the strengths of the team. So I'm sure they will compete. Then we need some luck as well, okay, to to achieve our our goals. Yeah, Alberto, thanks thanks so much again. Appreciate your time. <laughs>